0: Hey listeners, before we dive into today's special Halfway Through 2017 podcast Reviewing the Year in Music um, We just want you to join the discussion Let us know on Twitter What your favorite albums, favorite songs Favorite musical moments of 2017 so far are Let us know if you think this year's living up to 2016 in music And just get at us We're happy to talk to you And we're interested in your thoughts Thanks, let's start the show
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Listen In Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be breaking down our favorite albums of 2017 so far. So if you follow music Twitter, if you follow Pitchfork, Stereogum, Spin, any of your favorite music blogs, you have probably seen the best albums of the year lists start coming out. Um, this is kind of a clickbaity thing that has gotten more popularity over the last couple years. I remember back in like 2013, not many blogs would do this. There'd be like one that would do best albums so far. Now everyone does it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can't say I read that many of them. And dude, it just speaks to how fast time goes by mm-hmm. that I was like, oh right, it's already time to do that. And it felt kind of like an obligation. I'm happy we're doing it. I'm excited now that I've done it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I gotta like rank some stuff. I don't know, so but I'm I'm excited, and I think so. Here's here's my question for you, um, Stephen Hyden on his podcast, the Celebration Rock podcast, did an episode about the year in music um, so far with with his guest was it Dan Ozzie? Yeah, from the um,
1: Noisy blog, Vice Noisy, blog.
0: and they seemed like they thought it was kind of a weak year so far. I don't think I really agree. Here's
1: the deal: after listening to that podcast and after starting to make my list, I was like, wait a minute. There's not, like, a ton of great stuff this year. There's, like, seven albums that I'm like, these are really good. And I like listening to these a lot. The rest is, like, good. It's fine. Yeah. There's, like, solid stuff there. But I was realizing today, I'm like, I should listen to some of these again just to make sure, Mm. like, what my rankings are. And I was listening. I was like, yeah, this is all good. I was like, am I really going to be listening to this stuff come... 2018
0: or on. Like, a- anything that's outside of that, like, top seven. Am I going to be listening to that? I don't think so. That's fair. I think that's a fair criticism. And also, I think, um, and we'll get to this later in the episode, because we still have to do our year in music right. and year in history bit. That's right. Um, but the back half of the year looks loaded. With, with some bands who have potential to really, like, come through with good, good records. So, what I was thinking, too, is by the time we
1: were doing mid-year rankings last year, we already had... Like 15 great albums mm. if you took my 15th favorite from last year's mid-year rankings it would probably be in my top 10 top 5 sure. maybe e- easily it's, this year
0: it's weird because I, I have felt at every point this year maybe with some exceptions there have been some lulls but there hasn't been a point this year where I've felt like oh this is a bad year. Pretty much at every point, I've been like, yeah, there's, there's a, it's, a good stream of like it, solid
1: records coming Yeah, out. it's not bad by any stretch. And I think part of the reason for that is the volume of music that we listen to. There's, You're going to find something that's pretty good week to week. And we yeah. always do. Because we always end up talking, and we're like, yeah, this album's really good. And then the next week comes around, and I'm really not listening to what we had just talked about anymore with the exception of a handful of records so
0: another thing i have to cop to is as i was looking through my my spreadsheet Mm -hmm. because we're fucking nerds Mm -hmm. of of albums i've listened to i mean there were definitely a lot that i've listened to a a good amount of times but i found i I, there were i will admit to at least three that i saw where i was like basically don't remember listening to that Uh, (laughs) where it was like it was like one listen or two and that was it and i don't really remember it yeah so I don't know I think
1: it's a it's a combination of the volume of music that we end up listening to the fact that I don't I really don't think there's been with the exception of maybe a few any cla actually with the exception of one I don't think there's any classics that have come out this year I would agree with you there's a handful of ones that I really really like and I yep. think are really good that I will probably continue listening to as the years go by but other than that man like I'm not I'm realizing there's not a whole lot that's coming out and grabbing me and being like, this is awesome, this is awesome. Like, you're you're going to be listening to this. Like, I, I was listening, or I was looking back through our 2016 list just to kind of compare, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that came out, and that fell to number, like, 25? Like, yes. what? Yeah. I don't get the sense that that's happening yet this year. So, But like you said, the, it's bloated on the back half. There's a lot to look forward to. I, I think this just might be a year where... Come September, we get a lot more of the real meat of the year that's going to end up on our end of the year list.
0: Yeah, or maybe it just ends up being a slightly weak year in music. Speaking, Sean, of slightly weak years in music. Yeah. We're on episode 76, 1976 in music. I'm looking here at the list. What do we got? Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder, which I never listened to. I've never listened. I, I hear it's great. Agents of Fortune by Blue Oyster Cult. Oh. You got Frapton Comes Alive. Frampton, sorry, not Frapton. Frampton. <laughs> I could go for
1: a Frapton. I could do right? Chocolate
0: Frapton. <laughs> Station to Station by Bowie, which is it's great. That's a good one. Desire by Bob. It's probably Dylan. my favorite out of uh any of these. Station to Station? No. Oh Desire. oh Desire. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hotel California by the Eagles. And in a very Eagles move, a greatest hits album by the Eagles. Um, the, those guys. I feel like the Eagles would release a record, just release the
1: same record again and call it a greatest
0: hits. What's, what's really funny is that I did. I never knew these were released in the same year, but the Eagles' greatest hits doesn't have any of the songs from Hotel California, which has obviously that song. Yeah, and it has um, Life in the Fast Lane. Isn't that? Eagles' greatest hits album, like one of the best albums yeah, of all time. Both but it
1: doesn't have either of those hits on it.
0: No, and they came out in the same year. That's, that's that must have so been a banner
1: weird. year for Don Henley. So much goddamn money,
0: yeah. Let me see if there's one or two more. Black and Blue by The Stones, Ugh. Wings at the Speed of Sound, mm. High Voltage by ACDC. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't get a ton better. That's that's Destroyer by Kiss. Yeah. So Chuck la- Klosterman would be all about that. Though. Yeah, he would. I heard. You know what I heard the other day on the radio was Detroit Rock City. That song goes. Yeah. I yeah, really like that yeah, song. That yeah. like. I mean, I am not a Kiss fan. No. Like I don't hate them, but I just think they're fucking silly. Yeah. And I don't like all their stuff, but but Detroit Rock City is undeniable in my yeah. opinion.
1: Uh, so history wise, we have Jimmy Carter becoming president, and we also have Jake. Our nation's bicentennial. Yes. <laughs> Our 200th birthday. Awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine the party, that that 4th of July
0: party? That must have been amazing. It would, yeah. And like, For 200 years. And what's this year? We don't even get a birthday this year. Dude, we... It's July 4th. You know what I was like,
1: thinking, actually? We just might not ever... We might not reach the tricentennial. Who, you and me? We might die before then. Like if you shot. think about it, like we're gonna be in our 80s by the time that rolls around. Yeah,
0: we would be. Quick math. Um, yeah, eight, 84? Yeah, eighty four. We'll probably make it. I mean, I don't know. Given modern science, yeah. Who
1: knows? I mean, we could die tomorrow. That's true. Yeah, nothing true. matters. So yeah, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> this this is true. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's dive in with our best albums of 2017. Uh, discussion. So uh, I think we've kind of summed up our thoughts on the year in music so far. I'm a little lukewarm on it after thinking it was better than maybe I think it is now.
0: Yeah, I think if I had to pick a word, it's like solid, not yeah, yet great, yeah. but there's some there's some serious highlights that I'm, yeah. I'm excited about. Yeah.
1: Um, so let's start off going back and forth. Uh, counting yeah. down from our top fifteen. Um, you want me to go first? Sure. Give me, okay, give me so your number fifteen. My number fifteen. This is one that's kind of a surprise to me. I have uh, the French Press by a ah. band called Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever. So that's this is cool. this is technically just an EP. I think it's six songs. Yep. Uh, rock songs. Awesome riffs groove, vocals, melodies all of it's really really solid it took a few listens yeah. for it to hit me because I feel like we listen to so much of just this like bread and butter indie rock yeah. that it takes a bit for the ones that are actually a cut above to reveal themselves, this is one that is good and revealed itself to be, to be a very solid record
0: I had that as a candidate, it fell out of my top 15 but I do really enjoy it, I gave it another listen today um, when I saw you listening to it mm-hmm. on Spotify, and um, there, there's some decent songwriting on there, and I just I do like the vibe they're going for with yeah. that record. Um, I'm looking forward to what they would do with like a full length. Me too. For sure. Me too. So, this, it, speaking of surprises, Sean, I don't know where, where this stood for you because we don't know each other's lists yet at all. Uh, yeah. Um, but for me. I num- peeked at yours, but. Oh, you looked at I mine. Did. Okay. <laughs> I did. So, I don't know your list at all. So, this <laughs> okay. will be a surprise for one of us. Okay. <clears throat> Christmas morning for me. Uh, number 15 for me is uh, that Mount Erie album, A Crow Looked at Me. Okay. I, th-
1: I love that you have this in your top 15 because I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I, I had this uh, just inside my top 20. I had mm-hmm. this at 19 uh I have still only listened to this album one time. Really? And the reason for that is this grabbed me and devastated me emotionally the yep. one time I listened to it. I've been like afraid to go back and I don't want to go back. but based off the strength of that one listen, I was like, it's still in my
0: top 20. This is a great album. Well, and part of what I wanted to say about it was that I have only listened three times. Yeah, I haven't listened that much either. And it's been a long time since I've listened. But I realized how good it was and how much of an emotional impact it did have on me when I listened. And I realized it wouldn't be fair to discount it based on number of listens. Because I think this is one that you have to handle with a different sort of set of rules. Agreed. And I was debating
1: with myself earlier today when I was thinking about this list and where I wanted to rank things. I almost just put this in my top ten. Really? Based off of the emotional reaction I had to it. Because I was like, what makes good music what makes good Albums. It's yeah. having that emotional connection. I was like, that did it more than almost anything. It made me cry. Yeah. So.
0: Well, we've made the comparison before between like a really, really serious three hour drama that affects you emotionally and maybe disturbs you mm, versus a comedy. Right. You're going to watch a comedy 10, 15 times in your life. You might watch something like Schindler's List. Or Silence. Yeah. Something like a, a couple times. Big shout out to want, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. A Buster dies. A Buster dies. So that's my number 15, despite not having listened that much.
1: I, I I like it. Uh, my number 14, uh, this is one that snuck in today, too, after a repeat listen. This might surprise you a little bit. <clears throat> I have Oso Oso. Wow. With, with the Unihon mixtape. So this is one that's been getting a ton of hype from music blogs and some music writers, especially the more alternative-leaning ones. Um, at first, I really didn't get all the hype, and yeah. I, I don't think I fully get it still. Yeah. It's a really solid record, though, that has some, some really good, catchy, kind of pop punky stuff going on, mixed with a little of that indie rock, too. Um, so this was one that that crept up on me. And I listened again today. I was like, you know what? This is better than a lot of the other stuff. Like, for example, this overtook White Reaper in my top 15. Ah. White Reaper I was really hot on for a bit and then faded on. And I was like,
0: you know what? I'd rather listen to this Oso Oso album than, than White Reaper. Okay, I, I think that is probably the more respectable pick um, than what I picked <laughs> at number 14, <laughs> White Reaper, <laughs> the world's best American band.
1: I, I like that you have that on there, yeah. though, because I still really like that
0: White Reaper album. And to be honest, this is an album where I've listened in full... A decent amount of times, but I've listened to the hits I like on it more. That, and, and so, yeah. and to be fair, they're not really hits. They're hits in my mind. They're on right. my best of 2017 playlist. Every time one of these comes across um, the playlist when I put it on shuffle, I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're great, catchy rock songs. They're over the top. They're hilarious. And and, and that's kind of the reason why it didn't crack my
1: top 15 is because though those first two tracks... Are my favorite, and I think they're the best on the album. And then I think it's diminishing returns after that. So I was like, I don't really want to listen to this album sometimes, other than these first two songs. So that that dinged it a little for me.
0: I think it's a song called Is It Daisies. It's near the end. That's one of my. See, favorites. I don't even know. Okay, because there's one that made it onto my best of list. That's like later in the album. Okay, um, and that has I think maybe rounded it more for me or something. But Gosh, with Oso Oso, um, I. Listened a handful of times and never fully connected with it. I thought I feel like I was I recognized that some of the songs were good and that what they were going for is good, but it didn't sniff my top 20 because I never made an impact really on that. Makes sense, I never totally connected. That really makes sense. I
1: kind of forced myself to listen to this one a little bit more than maybe I would have because I saw all that hype. I was like, seriously, what am I missing with this? Yeah. I there's some earworm melodies on there that, that work their way in and that are that are really good. Um, Alright, my number 13 album on here uh, is Creeper with Eternity in Your Arms. Very nice. This was another one I just re-listened to. It's still over the top. It's still catchy as hell. It's still a little goofy. Um, there is a handful of songs on the air that I fucking love. Me too. What I've come to realize with it is that some of the other ones, like Crickets, like that, yeah. like acoustic one with the girl singing. I'm like, ah,
0: all right, like don't totally love them. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that that kept it out of my top ten, but still good enough to be in the top fifteen. I really like that. So album.
0: this made my list too. It made it at number ten actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so I guess what we can do is if we have an album that mm-hmm. gets mentioned yeah. first, we'll just do our discussion yeah. about yeah, it then. Yeah. Um, it made my top 10 because the more and more I thought about it, even though I realized there are flaws with the album, and I almost, like, I took a hard look at it and considered moving it back a few spots, and I was like, no, you know what? The songs I love on this album I love so much, and the experiences I've had listening to it with friends and, like, singing along are, are memorable, and I, like, these songs are silly and the, the whole shtick is kind of goofy but i love the melodies on this album i love the riffs on this album mm-hmm. um and it, it is it stuck with me it, it, it's actually uh it's surprising to even me that it's in my top ten yeah. I, I would not yeah. have thought that yeah I, and it definitely won't be by the end of the year no <laughs> it
1: won't be <laughs> but it's nice to if see it, it holds yeah it holds
0: that's how bad the rest of the year is it, it moves up <laughs> um so is it me on 13 yeah now? what do you have at 13 Okay, so at number thirteen, we I don't think we will have much to talk about because number thirteen for me is uh, Run the Jewels three. Okay, yeah. um, This was an album that it really technically came out last year. It was released on Christmas Day, <laughs> um, and we just counted it as a twenty seventeen right. album because we had finished all our podcasts for the year. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think Run the Jewels. It's it's not going to end up being. A top ten, obviously, at the end of the year. It's not an album that I've listened to and constantly revisited. But for the couple of weeks after it came out, I was very into it. There's mm-hmm. a handful of songs that I still think are great. Um, and I just, I don't know. It just They're just a, a band. And as artists, they just kind of do it for me. I think they're cool. And I think this is just another good set of songs they came out with.
1: It's been well documented on this podcast. I'm not the biggest Run the Jewels guy. Uh, I yes. listened to this. It just it didn't it didn't do it for me. No, I don't um, blame him. Yeah, didn't didn't consider it in my top
0: twenty. I um, think it is not as good as Run the Jewels two. A friend mm. of the pod, Mitch. This is his favorite Run the Jewels album.
1: Interesting. I've heard that from some other fans. I've seen that on some the, Reddit threads and things 3 like is that. Their I favorite? think three is their best. See,
0: I just think there's moments on three that don't quite do it for me yeah. that are kind of over the top goofy yeah. a little too almost self-parody I, although some people seem to love that song called Ticketron which is the one Ugh, that's run the jewels live out at the of garden with that song. and that's just one of my least favorites it's they've done real. The verses are fine, but I think that's a horrible refrain. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're, therein lies the difference between me and Run the Jewels. They're not <laughs> calling that a refrain. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, it's a fucking church hymn. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm not the target demo, but yeah. I do appreciate what they're doing. What do you have at... Are you at 13 or are you at 12? I'm at 12. Okay. I'm what do you have 12. at 12?
1: My number 12, I have Future Islands with The Far Field. Okay. So, this is tough because... I I like Future Islands a lot. I really wanted this to be a, a, a one of those great albums this year. It ended up falling a little bit flat, and it did, it's good enough to be my 12th favorite of the year, and there's some great songs on here, but again, it's kind of like Creeper, it's kind of like some of these other ones on here. I think JSON's one that fell out of my top 15 that has a handful of good songs but those are the only songs i really want to listen to and that i'm interested in listening to that's kind of how i feel about
0: future islands sometimes i also think this future islands album is a little too long yeah, it, yeah there's a little bit of filler in the back half there's some songs i don't love i listened to it again today and while the highs are definitely still high and some of the best songs you know some there's some of my favorite future islands songs on yeah. this album and i think yeah. they're doing what they do well it's just is it a step Ahead of what they've done before. And in, are in all the tracks necessary? I mean, it's only 45 minutes, which isn't that bad. It's not bad. But, but it's... I don't know. Like I will say this. Even though that's not that long, I always feel like it's long. I know what you mean. Because like the last couple tracks don't feel essential to yeah. me. Although Shadows has grown
1: on me with Debbie Harry. Yeah. That, I re-listened again to that, and I liked it more than I thought I did. I
0: think it's the song right before that that's my least favorite. Candles or whatever. It's one of the least essential on the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, so...
1: It's good though, and I don't want to. I don't want to have this come across as like being disparaging to no. Future Islands because it's is a good album. It's just it happens to be a little Future Islands by the numbers, maybe, and it's just. In my opinion, I don't like it as much as any of their last three albums.
0: For me, it fell just outside my top twenty. Okay, for now, I have it at yep. twenty-one, but I, those rankings were like pretty loose. Yeah, I didn't look at those yeah. that closely. Um, for me, at number twelve, I have. Uh, I think it's pronounced Jens Lechman mm, mm-hmm. with Life Will See You Now. Mm-hmm. Um, this, to be honest, is not an album I've listened to that much recently, but when I was into it, I was way into it. And I just, for me, as someone who is like a little bit of a pessimist, maybe, and mm-hmm. definitely more inclined towards feelings of. Like maybe depression or like like sort of a negative world Like view. how we said nothing matters. Yeah, yeah. like 20 minutes yeah. ago. Nihilism yeah. or at least existential crisis. Yeah. Um, Jens Lechman is a guy who is getting the most out of life for sure. He's out hot wiring Ferris wheels. That's right. He's out uh, smelling sandalwood. Fucking, <laughs> fucking cologne. lotions. Yeah, yeah. And, and the songs on here are undeniable. They're so... Catchy Mm -hmm. and there's such good pop songwriting on this album and the instrumentation is just lovably over the top.
1: It's yeah, it's like the goofy, like catchy as hell pop songs in the same vein as like a Paul McCartney, yeah, just not giving a fuck. Like I'm gonna write catchy hooks. Uh, I like this album too. It it didn't make my top twenty, but Mm -hmm. um, it is definitely worth some listens. There's a few songs on here, couple songs that. Made it into my best songs of 2017 playlist, yep. and, and that I will listen to whenever. So yeah, good good choice there. Uh, my number eleven album I have Cloud Nothing's Life Without Sound. So this is one where I, I've I've struggled with this album a little bit this year. Uh, it was lower before. I listened again recently. I was like, nope, this record bangs. It's really good. The songwriting is better than I thought it was when I first listened. Yeah. There's like a lot of hooks on here. Like every song is actually really catchy at first. I was like, ah, there's only a couple that are really standing out to me. I kept listening, and this is actually... I think this album is a little bit better than... Their 2014 album, uh, What Here and Nowhere Else. Here and Nowhere. I agree um, with you. I think it's a
0: little bit better. i I'm, I'm really, I really like this album. I'm, I'm really actually happy to hear you say that because I'm high on this yeah. album. It actually is in my top ten. It's number seven for me. Okay. Um, I had a really really great period of a few weeks with this record where it was like big time in my rotation and I started to fall in love with the songs that aren't the ones that immediately grabbed me yeah. like some of the later tracks yeah. like um I can't think of like Darkened Rings and right. stuff like that um, I really like this album a lot I think it's really consistent and I think some of what Dylan Baldy's doing on it with melodies I mean Enter Entirely is is one example or what what's that other the the like the even catchier one that's right before it Oh, but do God. you know what it's like to yeah. It's right why. after. Um It's right after? Yeah, it's right after Modern I, Act. Modern Act. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. those songs are so catchy and like like what he's doing with um the guitar licks he lays down, they're very melodic and I just think that like he has such a way of writing melodies. And I don't know, I think that this was kind of missed by critics. Yeah. I think for some reason certain critics wanted them to continue in that here and nowhere else, like continue towards like Heavier Cloud Nothings mm-hmm. And this album They kind of moved A step or two Towards pop mm-hmm. um, And it still has Some of that heavy edge On some of the songs um, But like Internal World Some of those songs Like the first song, Up to the surface yeah. I think there's so many Great moments On this album That it just seems like This has fallen through The cracks
1: You know what this feels like Is the Dive Of yeah. this year Right uh, Because I feel like That Dive album Last year Fell through the cracks Where that's a really Solid record no one really talked about it. Didn't really end up on a lot of lists. I'll still listen to it. I think this is the same thing. They both came out in February. There you
0: go. You know, so some corollaries yeah. and like to, to listen to Stephen Hyden's podcast yesterday. Uh, Dan Ozzy actually wrapped re- this album on his list, yeah. which I was happy to hear because I didn't expect to he- hear anyone right. mentioning this album. Right. Stephen Hyden was like, "Yeah, I just didn't think there were that many good songs." It's uh, it, like, dude, but, you didn't listen
1: that but, hard. And that, that's the thing because if you only listen a couple song a couple times, I don't blame you if that's your take yeah. on it. But if you keep listening, it actually reveals itself to be one of the better
0: rock albums this year. I thought so, too. What Um, do you have at number 11? So for number 11, I have the self-titled Slow Dive album. Nice, Um,
1: nice. Okay.
0: So uh, I think you love this album a little more than me. So I I feel obliged to give you the floor. But I I will say that um, this album was consistent right from the jump for me. As soon as I listened, I liked it a lot. And I've continued to listen. I don't think as rapidly or as often as you have, but I will say that the melodies on this thing are insane. The textures mm-hmm. they lay down are so mm-hmm. good. Um, and it's it, I only ever enjoy it when I listen. Um, and it's, it's actually a great album to listen to while you're doing stuff. Yes,
1: it is. This actually ended up at my number seven. Oh, okay. Um, there we go. So we kind of have those flipped, which flip is flop. interesting. This is the first... Album on my list uh, oh, around the first album on my list that I categorize in that handful of really good albums this year.
0: That feels as though it may have dropped a little for you. It um because I thought well when it first I, it came like, out it felt like it was top five. Top it was like category. a top five,
1: and then there was one that came out after that that uh-huh. ended up kind of bumping it. So okay. you'll you'll end up seeing, but um, yeah, this is in that handful of really good albums that I will probably return to. Um, I think this album is beautiful, particularly "Sugar for the Pill." Um, that mo. first time, that first song, "Slowmo." Yeah, it, this is really, really good. It's only eight songs, like you said. The textures, the instrumentation, the melody. I think this is their best work yet. I think this is better than "Soulvlocky," which is already regarded as a shoegaze classic. Um, if you like that sound at all, definitely check out "Slow Dive." Uh, like I said, have that at number seven on my list. Um, so is it you now with 10? Yeah, my number 10 here is Kelly Lee Owens. Okay. With her self-titled Kelly Lee Owens. So this is an interesting one because I was like, all right, what what do I even want to put it in my top 10? What's going to be my 10th slot? And I kept thinking back, like, I, I don't have a huge connection with anything that's outside of my top 10. Okay. And I kept thinking about it. I was like, you know what? That Kelly Lee Owens album is one that I always just enjoyed with no expectation. Yep. You know, no... No, yeah, like, yeah, really no expectation. That, that's kind of the big thing around it is I wasn't expecting this, and then it just kind of surprised me.
0: Yeah, I'm in lockstep with you there. And it, in fact, I liked it so much that it is in my number eight slot. Mm. Um, and a big reason why it is so high on my list is, as listeners have probably heard me reference before, I sometimes have homework to do. Mm. And when I'm writing papers or reading, this is a killer album for yep. those contexts because it's mostly just. If there's a word in a song, that's like the only word they sing. Like evolution. Yeah. Or one of those songs, Keep Walking. Yeah. And there are just some really, really cool beats on here with memorable textures and melodies Mm -hmm. that I've continued to come back to. So yeah, I agree. I love this Kelly Lee Owens It's a nice one foot
1: in kind of a dream pop world and then the other foot being in in electronic music, almost ambient world. So you get... I kind of compare it to... Um, juliana barwick in a way okay. where it's it's not as extreme yeah. as or as uh, juliana barwick is it's not as kind of ambient or um what's the word i'm looking for like experimental maybe yeah yeah it's not as much like that like you'll you'll find more pop sensibility here maybe but for sure i get the same feeling from it where it is it's perfect for doing work it's good if you're reading something like it. You can just kind of have it on in the background.
0: Yeah, and it, it's filled the void of for last year. The album that did this for me was the Jenny Haval record. Yeah, which yes. and she's on this album yes. on That's one of right. the songs. Yeah, um, it's actually not one of my favorite songs. No, it's either. one of the ones that it is the least. Relaxing Mm. because you have Jenny Haval in the background, like weird, saying like Jenny Haval, like vampire shit, saying like scary stuff. (laughs) And I'm like a little spooked, um, but yeah, like throwing lines, um, eight, even, uh, keep walking is a favorite, Mm -hmm. uh, Arthur, so or SO, whatever it's Mm -hmm. called. Like, there's a lot of tracks on here that I routinely come back to, and the whole album is great for for background music Mm -hmm. for sure. What do you have at number 10? Number 10 was already revealed, Creeper, Eternity in Your That's Arms. Right. That's right. So we'll, we'll right. skip nice. over it because we talked about it.
1: All right. Uh, my number nine here is Drake with More Life. Ah, okay. Uh, so this is one that I was I was hot on yeah. when this first came out. I was loving it. I was like, Drake's back. This is better than Views. I still. It is better than Views. I, I do think it's better than I Views. I agree with you. Um, there is some awesome songs on here. There's some of my favorite Drake songs passion fruit blem um etc cetera, etc cetera. those value I- Chester yeah 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 ice blue mink um so yeah there's some great Drake songs on here again it's a little too long yeah. it's you know he's he does that he's been known for that so I ding it a little bit for that I also ding it a little bit because um I haven't listened much since I was on so that initial on. like two-week high of it I did listen a lot during that time but since then, I've kind of cooled off. I've been going back to the singles and stuff and some of those highlights, which I think is all you really want to do with a Drake yeah. playlist mixtape album, whatever you want to call this. Um, but I think it's a good return to form for Drake.
0: It's unfortunate for me because it's just the song remains the same with Drake for me. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I listen to the album when it's first coming out, first two weeks, I'm like, yeah, this is good. I Maybe I like Drake more than I thought now. And I do, I like those songs. I like the album. I never... Ever consider listening to it? Yeah. Never at all. Yeah. And when the when the songs that I picked for my best of 2017 playlist come up, I skip them. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's almost like it's a compulsion. It's almost yeah. like I can't control it.
1: I think that means you don't like you you really don't like Drake that much. But I
0: do like some of those songs. It's this weird thing that I can't explain. It's like uh, when I see it come up, I'm like, I won't want to listen to that. Yeah. It's more like th- that kind of a reaction. Yeah. Because one time, one of the songs came on, and I was like, Oh, what even is this? I kind of forget what this right, is. Right. Right. And then I checked, and I was like, Oh, it's Drake. I <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I feel a little guilty but but that's uh, again that's not to say I don't like it or I think it's stupid you have it in your list I think it makes sense and I honestly think I agree with you it's better than Views it's one of my favorite albums he's put out there's just a disconnect for me where I just once I'm done with it I never really feel like revisiting it I don't know yeah. why. For me, it, at least, I'll go through
1: long periods of time where I don't listen to Drake, but then I'm just back on another Drake yep. wave a little bit later. And i are blunt for and, real. And I'm blunt for real, and I'll go back and I'll listen to, to some of those past albums. Like, when this came out, I went back and listened to Views, like, a couple times. Really? And yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually really good. So you were all in on Views yeah, then? Yeah, yeah.
0: And I love—I actually love when that happens with an artist where you're so into them and mm-hmm. their best albums that their worst albums are getting the bump for you. Dude, I, I, uh, a rising tide rises all boats. Yeah,
1: lifts all, all boats. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what
0: happened with, with More Life Here. So that was a Drake high tide, and now I'm in, I'm in like, smelly beach... <laughs> <laughs> Drake low tide where you're right. walking around looking for shells and the, you can't even see the. but ocean. it's mostly just trash yeah, yeah. um what do you remember nine number nine I've got Julie Byrne Not Even Happiness Ooh, nice um nice. so this was an album that was a very pleasant surprise for me early in the year um Sort of an acoustic singer songwriter album. We went and saw her at the 3s Artspace in Portland. We Sports met her. We yeah. met her. That's right. Talked and she, to her for a bit. Uh, we bought records from her. That's right. And uh, she was very nice, very gracious. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just, I, it's been. So this was a consistent rotation one for me. I'd say through like April, mm-hmm. and for the past couple months, it has fallen off in terms of how much it's in my rotation. Mm-hmm. But I still love the hell out of pretty much all the songs on this album.
1: Yeah, this one is actually my number three. Whoa, yeah, um, that, that I love this album. Uh, this was my first like big hit of the year yep. in terms of. This was my album of the year for a bit before for a long time before other stuff came out. Um, I agree. All of the I love. I'm a sucker for that acoustic folk, you know, female singer stuff.
0: Well, and there's just great songs on here. Yeah, it's not even yeah. just the aesthetic. Right. Like what draws me in is like, obviously, she sounds great, yep. but the songs, are they're really well written.
1: Yeah, they are. And, and I know what you mean about how it kind of dropped off from the rotation, because it, it happened for me, too. I listened so much that yeah. I kind of had to stop listening, uh, but I actually went back. I, li- I was listening to it yesterday, and I was like, oh, shit. like This is really, really good. Uh, so it kind of reminded me how great it is. Reaffirmed that it belongs in my top three. This to me, is one of those handful of really good to great albums that I'm going to continue revisiting throughout the rest of the year.
0: So yeah, that's my number three. Um, So actually, it was my number eight, so we're at your number seven. No, we're actually at my number eight. Oh, my you, bad. I, I I looked at the wrong cell. Okay. Yes, yeah, so
1: we're at your number eight. Okay, my number eight is Japan Droids ah. with Near to the Wild Heart of Life. So this one is, I guess you could call it my first... Slight disappointment of the year because my expectations were so high for Japan Droids. I was so excited for this, and it came out. And I don't want to say it didn't meet those expectations, but it didn't really meet those expectations. Yeah. I still really like this album. Obviously, it's in my top ten. It's my number eight favorite album of the year. Um, there's some great bread and butter Japan Droid songs on here. Um, I've even come around on Arc of Bar. You have okay, great. I, I, I really like that song. I just think. That when you compare this to Celebration Rock, and you can't help but compare it to Celebration yeah, Rock. Yeah, how could you? Yeah. It's been such a long time since that came out. It's been five years. The hype, the expectation, the mystery of what happened to them. They've just kind of gone down in legend a little bit. And any time an artist like that ends up coming back... You can't help but just be a little disappointed. I th- I really think the same exact thing is going to happen with Fleet, Fo- Fleet Foxes this year. Oh, you do? I don't think that's going to live up to expectations. I don't think it's going to be as good as either of their last two. I'm getting myself ready for that. Okay. Uh, okay. Which might sound pessimistic, but fuck it. No, like, I really think that's what's going to happen.
0: Spoiler alert for listeners. Don't, don't <laughs> Sean, bother. Sean hates Fleet Foxes. Don't bother tuning in next Friday when that album drops.
1: But, uh, you know, similar thing to Japan Droids where... I actually really, really enjoy this album, and outside of the hype and expectations that were heaped upon this, I think this might be a little higher, if that makes sense. This is a really good rock record. I I really, really
0: like it. No, you can tell me if this is wrong, because I don't want to presume to know what goes on inside your head, but it seems like there's been a roller coaster a bit for you, where this was like, you were really pretty low when it first hit, then you kind of shot way up. Yep. And now it seems you've dipped maybe the slightest bit again.
1: Yeah, so it, it, that was accurate. And I think what ended up happening was I got really high on it where I was like, yeah, this is actually great. Talked myself into it maybe a little bit. And now since it's fallen out of a, the main listening rotation, I can kind of look back with with context and kind of with an unbiased view where I'm like, I really like it. It's not as good as I want it to be. Yeah. And I think I was bumping it a little bit then okay. um, for how good I wanted it to to be, but it is still really good. And um, yeah, I I uh, I don't know. What did you What do you think of this though? Because
0: I don't think it, this it's it's not in my top twenty, okay. and it's just I think that my relationship with this album has been more static than that. Mm. It's just been it came out. There are songs I really like. I like Arc of Bar. I like a lot of the the better songs on here. I think one of the biggest highlights is that third track that is for some reason escaping me. True Love and A Free Life of Free Will. Yep, thank you. Um, and I, I think, love that song. Yeah, I do that's, too. I think, I think it's it, my favorite I think it's really, really good. And seeing Japan Droids live, mm-hmm. I think I like them as people and as performers better than I like them as album makers. I can see that. It's, with this album. I, can, I mean, obviously I, Celebration yeah. Rock's a classic. I can, I can
1: see that. I think that makes sense.
0: And I, I feel bad saying it because I like pretty much everything that I've ever read or seen mm-hmm. about these guys. Just something about this album just doesn't really totally do it for me. I don't mm-hmm. dislike it. I like a lot of the songs. It just, I never, it's kind of like Drake where I am never yeah. quite in the mood to listen and even when my favorite songs from it come up, I'm usually not in the mood to listen to those. Uh, a Drake Japan droids
1: 8-9 Punch for me is is very like <laughs> it's, it's interesting because you are definitely the one who is lower on both of those artists than I am? Yeah,
0: and I almost feel like a like a fucking jerk for it. No, I
1: I think I mean if we're we referenced that Stephen Hayden podcast, and I think Dave on there kind of had the same feel with this. It, him and Hayden were flipped on Japan Droids and Cloud Nothings, and I feel like that's how we are too. Right. I think I like Cloud Nothings more than you like this Japan Droids album, but yeah, it's still do. it's a similar dynamic that they had where. Dave liked Cloud Nothings a lot more, didn't like Japan Droids as much. Haydn was the opposite. I think yeah. we we're kind of the same thing, too.
0: Yeah, all it would take is me listing Run the Jewels next to have a trifecta. Yeah, Back yeah, to back exactly, to back. Exactly. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts. It hasn't really changed that much. It, I think it's a very solid album. I think yeah. there's there's nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't totally do it for me. One final thought is
1: that it's it's interesting to do these lists, and it's interesting to see how your rankings end up changing throughout the year based just on the fluctuations and patterns of listening. So like, if we did these rankings when I was super high on it, this would be a top five album. Right. If we did these when this first came out, it'd be lower than what I have it now. So I think it's settled in the right area for me right now. We'll see if I have another wave of listening to it before the year's over because that will probably end up influencing... My end of the year ranking. I
0: think that's why those really early year albums usually end they struggle, they suffer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're at my number eight, I think. Yes. Uh, we already talked about it, Kelly Lee Owens. Okay, all right. So we're up to year number seven. My number seven was Slow Dive. Okay, so now we're to my number seven, which we also talked about, Cloud Nothings. Cloud
1: Nothings. All right, so we're back to we're down to my number six. So this is one, Jake, that ended up pushing Slow Dive out of that top five or six area. Because it came out a little bit after. It's Rocket by Sandy Alex G. So this has been a great uh, end of May discovery for us. I've been listening to this a lot. I really, really enjoy it. Um, Definitely one of my favorite albums of the year. Some of my favorite songs. Bobby, Proud, Powerful Man. I am loving the eclectic um, genre hopping that is done here. I love the fiddle that's on here which we learned is the same as a violin they're yeah. interchangeable i think
0: it's the same exact instrument yeah.
1: it's style of playing. i love that i love kind of the country rootsy folky influence on this not what i really expected out of alex g this is the first album i've listened to by him and, and it is not disappointed
0: it hasn't disappointed me either because it's my number two. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it, wow. it's way way up there for me, and it, it really has to do with um, I really think I've listened to it as almost as much as any other album this year. I've listened to it a, like yeah. a shit
1: ton. Yeah.
0: Um, especially for me, I think that if we're on a curve for an album that we like equally, usually you have like probably ten listens more than I do. <laughs> yeah. And we'll like the album the same amount. Yeah. I have listened to this album a lot more than than probably any of the other albums we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: I've listened to it a ton in the past few weeks. Do you think you've listened to this more
0: than Father John Misty? No. Okay. No, and that's, that's like, one of the exceptions. Right. Right. um, Okay. Which we'll talk about later. Yes, we will. Um, But, yeah, man, I think what uh, Alex G, or Sandy Alex G, is doing on this album is really, really cool. And it's like what you said. There's some, it's eclectic, and there's some great songwriting on it. And I love that it's an album that you can just sort of live in. We've talked Mm, about it before, where you can put it on, and there's just these different moods, and there's all these different sounds I always find myself looking forward to. Um, Like, I I love... Is it the song Judge that has that kind of like X-Files sounding synth tone thing come in? I think so. And then you have uh, Powerful Man's a great song. Proud and Bobby are two of the best written songs Mm -hmm. of the year. But then you have all these songs, like Witch or like... um, Guilty.
1: There's Yeah, there's another one on there that reminds me of Animal Collective, like earlier Animal Collective with like this sporadic, like acoustic guitar that's okay. happening. Okay,
0: interesting, like, yeah. yeah. Um, And yeah, I just think that it's like one of my favorite albums to listen to, and the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm not going to put it lower in my list because I think it should be there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put it where it feels right, and so that's why it ended up being number two because nice. I really have listened to it just... An absolute ton, and I have enjoyed it every time. Okay. Um, you know, I'm loving what he's doing. So it's it's been a really exciting album for me. Nice. Uh, so, what are we at? My number six? You're number six. All right. Number six for me, uh, big friend of the pod, Cambouche's Sorority Noise with You're Not As As You Think. I, w- I went with the Don't Say A Blank, Don't Say Anything, just kind of left just a kinda um, pause. Just left I like a that. pause. I like and then that. ruined it by explaining it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that Sorority Noise as a band continues to take leaps as. You know, uh, Cam continues to explore new areas of his own creativity and songwriting. I think it is probably their most, their strongest album front to back in terms of like strength of the songs he's writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of my favorite songs in the year on it: No Halo, Disappeared, um, Leave the Fan On. Uh, and I, I just think it's really consistent front to back, and they're they're trying different things that are cool. Like on a Better Sun, you have the piano. Mm-hmm. On Leave the Fan On, you have kind of more of a vibe going on. That's one of my favorite songs of the year with the sort of bass driven and like harmonic guitars they're mm-hmm. doing there. Um, I just think that they're growing as a band in really interesting ways. Uh, I'm I'm pumped to see them uh, next week when we yeah, go. Yeah, me too. Me too. This was actually
1: my number four album okay. of the year. Uh, I love this album it's one of my most listened to I was on a real hot streak of this for probably 2 or 3 weeks when it first came out um, haven't listened as much lately but I still know that it's, it's a top 5 uh, in particular number 4 for me Car, one of my favorite songs of the year No Halo is certainly up there Disappeared is up there I agree with you that I think this is the strongest songwriting front to back of any album. This is my favorite Sorority Noise album. I think with each one, you've seen them grow. Um, and yeah, I, I I really, really enjoy it.
0: And, and just, I saw them perform a Little Elephant set that Cam posted, I think on Facebook or on Twitter, probably both. And I watched that. And they did a few songs, and they sound pretty tight as a yeah. band. Like tighter. Like I think it takes a few albums, honestly, for bands yeah. to sound really, really good together. And they've always sounded good. Yeah. But I think they're getting to the point where they're really clicking together. Yeah. Um. So I'm very excited to see them live. And yeah, I think um, it's it it's just a really strong album. And mm-hmm. I like again, it. I, I'm happy for Cam. I'm proud of him for 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 putting out a really really solid album. Me too. Big friend of the pod and big friend of the pod and like a. Really solid career yeah. so far. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. sorority
0: noise has three really good records. Old Grey, I love that last yeah. release. So I mean he just keeps going with yeah. this stuff. Social media savvy. Very savvy. Very good, good
1: follow on Twitter. All-time good follow. Big friend of the pod. Big friend of the pod. Uh all right, my number five. We're into our top five here, Jay. All right, let's hear it. This one surprised me actually at how how high it got okay. on my list. I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised with this. I have Kendrick Lamar Damn Oh, hell at number yeah. five. I was wondering when it was going to drop. Yeah. I kept not hearing yeah, it. What if I'm like not in the top twenty?
0: Well, that's always the risk with when you're reading through a top ten list. I know. You're playing with fire because yep. you're always like, okay, the higher I get, the less chance. Technically, it's on here, but right. the better chance I have
1: for it to of be it a being top. High. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy to hear I have that. this at number five. Um... When this first came out, I think we discussed on the episode when we were breaking it down that I it didn't grab me right away. I got a little scared. I was like, whoa, what, yep. what am I missing here? And that's a bad initial Do failure. I just not like rap? And I think I discovered, like, yeah, I'm probably not the biggest rap fan, yeah. even though I thought I was. I'm really not, actually. Um, I love Kendrick, though. Yeah. He, I think, is the best pound-for-pound rapper that we have right now. He is so good sometimes. I think I take him for granted. I think we all take him for granted. For sure. And he'll do this masterful verse. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's what I expect from Kendrick. Um, So I think that was maybe one of the reasons why it didn't grab me right away. But I had a good stretch of listens with this album where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, every song's good. And it has, unlike To Pimp a Butterfly, it has a few songs you can pick out and easily listen to on their own. Which kind of keeps this top of mind. Like, I've been listening to Love a lot. Like, that song has been coming up a ton. And I'm always like, I always want to listen to it. Love and Lust. (laughs) And then Humble is obviously, I think, maybe one of the best rap songs of the year. It's a banger. Um, So, yeah, I'm just, I'm pleasantly surprised by all of this after my initial reactions to it. Um, I think overall people kind of agree that this is probably one of the top five best of the year.
0: I have it at number three. Um, this is an album that I had an immensely strong period with. Like I, I would say two to three weeks of heavy, heavy listening, pretty much nonstop. It has I mean, since faltered because that's unsustainable. But I've listened since, and like you said, the biggest strength of this album is not only is it strong front to back, but there are singles for days. And yeah. depending on your mood, you yep. can pick whatever. Yep. Like if you were in the mood for a more contemplative uh, Kendrick, you could play, what's that song near the end? Is it fear or, Fe- uh, is that the longer one? Yeah. Um, yeah, and fear. you, if you want like a, a banger, you got humble. Yep. If you want like kind of a ballad or a pop song, you have love. Yep. You got element or, um, or rather DNA yep. for like straight up rap. Yeah is one of my favorite songs on the album. It's a, it's a strong album conceptually, but it also has all these songs that I always want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's high in my list as well. I'm, I am happy to hear that it, yeah. it because I I think that it was probably lower than this even when we talked about it on the pod the first time, right? Was uh, it your top
1: it, five then? No, I don't think it would have been. Really? Uh, well, just because I don't think enough had come out. But yeah. Maybe it w- just was by default. But uh, it's solidified in that spot now, good. which is
0: good. That's yeah. good to hear. I think that this is an album that's going to... End up going down. It's going to be an interesting move in his career. That's one of the mm. I, like I know that that's putting the cart before the horse. But one of the most interesting things to me about this is thinking about how it will fit in his catalog and talking about like, is this like like you know what album? How does this fit in in sort of his the the order in which he released his yeah, records? You know, I agree. So I think that's really interesting. I agree. Um, are we at my number? You're number five. five? Um, so, because you haven't said this one yes, like yet, I can only assume it's very high on your list. Number five for me is "After the Party" by the Menzingers. Yeah, um, this is this is my number two. Ah, okay. my number okay. two album. So, I was this is an album that took me a bit by surprise because I really had never listened to them. Um, and what it comes down to with the Menzingers is I think they are incredible songwriters. Um, I think that uh, the, what's the first track called? I'm terrible with telling lies. Telling lies, lookers, Midwestern states. Some of the best straight up rock hooks I've yeah. heard in a long time um, and these are guys who you can tell have been at it for a while I think they're in their late 20s maybe even early 30s I think that's what Telling Lies is all about and mm-hmm. um, and when we saw them live, I was struck by their professionalism, which is not something you see a lot in that scene. They had, like, Marshall Stacks. Les Pauls. They had their, Pauls. their shit together. They had, like, really expensive guitars. Yeah. And the sound was... It, it sounded it, amazing. It was enormous. They
1: sounded incredible. The reaction from the kids in the crowd, too, was like nothing I've ever seen. I say that about every show like this, every kind of punk rock show. Yeah. But seriously, every song, kids were losing their shit for.
0: So it feels as though this... For Menzinger's fans who came into this album already as a Menzinger's fan, this is a bit of a polarizing album because yeah. it seems like some of the response has been that they've gotten a little bit too professional almost, mm. and they, they're they're starting to drift not towards dad rock but towards adult rock, right. You know what I mean? And like they're writing songs about adults for adults. Yeah, I think that's
1: probably why I kind of like it. I think this was the perfect entry point for us because i I've actually since gotten way into um. On the Impossible Past, which I think you could argue is is better than this, yeah. maybe. I think it's more consistent. Okay. But I like this one more. This is always going to be the one I'm going to gravitate towards because of some of the themes on here that they're talking about and because it's the first one I got into. So I, I have a really strong emotional connection with this album already. Uh, I've listened to it a ton. It's one of my most listened to albums of the year. Um, and I... There was a time, I think it was like the entire month of March, basically, like I did not stop listening to the Menzingers. singers. Yeah. It was just this over and over again and uh on the impossible past over and over again. So
0: this is one where I, I'm always down to to listen to this album. Yeah. I mean, and and it's again like we said with Kendrick, there are just some songs that are so undeniable mm-hmm. that when they come on, I can't help but listen yep. to them. Agreed. Like Telling Lies is one of those yep. Midwestern States and Lookers. Those are songs where when they come up on my playlist of best songs of the year, even if I'm not totally in the mood, I usually listen I, to, the, yeah. to the whole thing. They're undeniable. Yeah, They're such good songs. And, and it seems like this is a band that's really cresting as songwriters. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's cool to see. And, I, and this was a, a surprise for me. It's interesting because uh, this, this is really, really high for both of
1: us. I've been thinking a lot about perception of albums and things like that. What's considered quote-unquote cool. Because yeah. I've been reading... Uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom, that that book about the Strokes and Interpol and stuff. And one of the big themes they talk about is how cool both of those bands were. Like their whole look and what they're all about. They're undeniably cool. I feel like now when you talk about kind of heavier rock music, punk rock, it's not considered cool. And it's for an audience that doesn't associate themselves as being cool. And I think this is definitely the case where it's like, if you're if you are part of that scene, and your friends are part of that scene, like you guys just don't give a shit about that. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like they don't get the respect from like music critics or music Twitter or or, or people who discuss music as much either. It's like they're kind of shafted both ways, like culturally
0: and critically. Yeah, I think they're taken sort of not totally seriously. Yeah. With this album, like someone like Ian Cohen, for example, who writes a lot about artists in the scene, he doesn't really seem to like them at all, or really take them that seriously. Yeah, I think it really does have something to do with, and and again, this is not a shot, obviously, because I really like this album, and I like this band. They seem like a careerist rock band. Yeah, They seem like a band that has their shit figured out, but to the point where it's a little boring.
1: Yeah, and they're just going to keep selling out and playing, like... To, how how many people fit at House of Blues? That's a good question. I really don't know. Or think. where do we... Uh, so, we saw them at the Royale, actually. Royale, yeah. Like, I don't know. a thousand people? Yeah, it's not a, not a yeah. huge room. So they're just going to keep playing 1000 1500 person rooms and make a career yeah but i
0: also mean they also they play like workman like yeah. solid rock songs and like they've been sort of compared in some ways to springsteen mm-hmm. and and they have that kind of aspirations to write those types of songs mm-hmm. and those types of melodies and and hooks and like big cathartic rock that isn't Totally the coolest or most in thing right. right now. Right. And so it feels a little bit like professional. It feels a little bit stuffy and old school, but I mean like for me, I, I really it, like the gravitate songs. towards that. Yeah, yeah I do absolutely.
1: Too. Uh, so that was your number five. Yes. We're up to my number four, which was sorority noise with you're not as as you think. There you go. Uh for me, number
0: four, um <laughs> this might ruffle some feathers. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> I know what this is.
0: <laughs> it is hang by foxygen.
1: I'm like a little personally insulted that you have this album above uh, after the party. Like it, it, I saw it. I was like, what the fuck?
0: I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, I haven't listened to ton lately, but I had such a period with this record where God I was damn. so taken. Number four. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm just gonna own it. Oh, man. You gotta own it.
1: I love. No, I love it. That's fine. That's um, fine.
0: I love this album, man. And I think Foxygen's a cool band. I got a little bit into some of their older stuff as a result of it. <laughs> I listened to earlier Foxygen albums. Oh um, no, they really have some good records. They, they do, I know. They have know. that album that came out before they kind of made it big Yeah, that I really like. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but the, the songwriting on this is unlike... So talk about not cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's There's no sound less in vogue than what Foxygen's doing. They're channeling 70s soft rock. Mm-hmm. They're playing highly technical orchestral theatrical songs mm-hmm. like America which is like it sounds like the score for a play yeah. or a, or a movie it doesn't sound like a rock song at all
1: yeah
0: um but because they're so weird because they're so different because they're doing stuff that really is not appreciated right now and look I'm not trying to pretend like I have some insight other people don't have. I just fucking love this album. (laughs) I get why people don't like it. (laughs) I really understand or why they don't like it as much as me. It just does it for me. I love the song Trauma. I love the song on Lancashire. I think that um, just the -the over-the-top theatricality of the lead singer of this band is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jonathan Rado, who's the guy who does, I think, most of the music... Seems like he's like kind of a phenom or something, dude. Because the stuff he writes and plays, I watched this thing where they did America Live and he was playing the piano part. It's so fucking technical and ridiculous. I have no idea how they even came up with it. It's, it's really. I love that you like this album so much. I do. It's actually one of my
1: favorite subplots of the year. This <laughs> is all this shine you're giving to this Foxygen album. And after you, you told me like, no, Sean, you got to go back and listen. I was like, I'll, I'll check it out again. Yeah. I listened again. I was like, I, I'm, not, I'm not listening to this anymore. Like, it's fine. There's a couple good songs on it. I really, really like it.
0: It's number four on your list. It's I not, love it. It's not getting <laughs> I love it. literally any attention. No, it's not. And, and and I guess maybe that's deserved it, but I really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. And it's in my top five, <laughs> and uh, ain't nobody going to take that away from me. Uh, all
1: right, let's wrap this up. Uh, my number three is Julie Byrne with Not Even Happiness. And then you had Kendrick Kendrick, Lamar with Damn at number three. Okay, then my number two was The Menzingers with After the Party.
0: And number two for me was Rocket by Sandy Alex G. That leaves only one album left, Sean. And if you've
1: listened to this podcast, and I don't think we need to beat listeners over the head with it, because I I feel like people just don't really agree with us on this. We have Father John Misty, Pure Comedy, at number one.
0: We did not plan this. As I said, I didn't even look at Sean's list. As soon as I made my list, I knew it would be his number one as well. Yeah, I just want to say,
1: because we've gone into what this album's doing. We did a full podcast on it. You can go listen to it if you're so inclined. Yeah. I just want to talk about my ranking with it. It was so easily my number one. Yeah. It wasn't even a question. This is the one album this year that I think is honestly a classic. Um, all the other ones are really, really good. Yeah. Um, I'm not
0: putting that label on any
1: of those other ones yet. Um, but I, I love this album.
0: Yeah, I do too. And yeah, again, there's no reason to go too far into it, but I've continued to love it. I, I haven't listened to the whole thing as much lately, but right. I look forward to doing it again because yeah. like you said, I think it's a classic. Yeah. I think what um, Josh Tillman's done with this album is a significant accomplishment yeah. of songwriting and production and just overall creativity. Some people don't see it that way. Some people's feathers are ruffled a bit by his personality. I can't I, say. I just don't even give a shit anymore. If you I don't, don't like
1: this, I, fine. I don't yeah. care. Like, I think you're missing out, right. but I'm not even. I'm not going to waste my time even trying to convince people anymore. No, like, I, I don't care.
0: Well, I can't say I don't get why they would think that. I, But I, all I know is that. He works for me. And like his worldview, the way he goes about it, his sense of humor, Mm -hmm. all of it clicks for me. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely see why if even one or two of those things didn't click with you. One thousand percent. It wouldn't work. But for me, Father John and this album was an obvious number one. Me too. And
1: on top of that, according to my last FM, this is my most played album of the year by far. And Father John Misty's my most played artist of the year as a result of that too. So um all right that wraps up our top 15 albums so
0: far listeners in let us know what yours are
1: yeah let us know where we went wrong what the surprises were um if, if you have Foxygen higher more, or lower than
0: Jake I don't know what I was gonna say is is just tweet where in your top five Foxygen's <laughs> album ended up for you um. uh, a couple a
1: couple 2017 thoughts to wrap up and then we'll talk a little what we're. Um, kind of revisiting 2016 and, and what our thoughts are now but uh, let me ask you Jake, what album did you expect to rank higher than it ended up doing?
0: Yeah, so the one the big one for me that I thought would rank a lot higher is the Dirty Projectors album yeah. um, I was writing kind of a high mm. with that one I loved the singles that came out and the first few listens I was like, yep, this is great this is going to be kind of I will constantly listen to this it has fallen off like crazy me for me.
1: too. So as we know, I wasn't the biggest Dirty Projectors fan to begin with. I listened to this, went in with an open mind, really did enjoy it. It was the same deal for me. I, we were even saying, we're like, this is going to get a 9.0 best new music. Yeah, It got like a 7.7 7 or something. I would Do you be... think subconsciously that review played a role in our thoughts on this album now?
0: That's what I was going to say is that I would be lying if I said it yeah. didn't. Because I can't... Help it. Yeah. I can't help it. I mean that's pitchfork owns our brains. Right. It, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it definitely is stupid to to think of it that way. And it's not the reason I haven't listened to it much, but I don't know. There's just like I guess the way it's the, the way the songs are structured is not always appealing to me. No, me neither. At the time I thought it was really cool and it was definitely different and yeah. I liked a lot of what he's doing. I still think some of these songs are really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um
1: I just it, don't always want to listen.
0: It didn't sniff my top twenty. No, no. And me I, I was shocked by that because yeah. early, in the, if you'd asked me after week one of listening to this, I was like really thinking this would end up a top ten album yeah. of the year for me. Yeah, because um, I love Swing Low, Magellan, and I was I had all the goodwill in the world for the di- mm-hmm. for Dirty Projectors. So I don't really know what happened, where it went wrong, but it, it did not continue to to click for me. Yeah, uh, for me, I have two
1: quick ones. I have that Perfume Genius album, which I saw snuck into your top twenty. I love. I really like Perfume Genius for some reason. I don't know if it's because I didn't listen enough or yeah. it was wrong place, wrong time, whatever it was. It just didn't totally grab me. That sounds like my experience with his last album. Yeah. That's also kind of how I felt about that yeah. too. Maybe I just... I got to go back, I think. And then the other one, this was high expectations coming into the year. This is one of my most anticipated was Real Estate. And that's one that I don't want to listen to again. <laughs> it's it's comp again it's that competent competently boring indie rock MJ, MJ. them and spoon i can't unattach the two from each other now because yep. they came out on the same day yep they're like the same exact level of competence same exact level of being boring i, I just don't want to listen to either of them they like disgust me now
0: yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's some, going a little far some but, strong takes yeah i i also did not have real estate or spoon very high on my list yeah um Perfume Genius is one that I wish I could have given some shine, but it did fall outside my top 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I considered, I was like, should I put it in there just to mention it? And I was like, no, that is stupid to do that. So, But but I think I, that album is worth revisiting, mm-hmm. for sure. Real Estate, I think, is their weakest album. No, I disagree. It, Real Estate's weakest album? Oh, this this one? I yeah. thought you meant they're self-titled. No, 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 oh, no. It, I mean, I, this is by far their weakest yeah, album. That's yeah, that's what I was saying. By far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so yeah. we're we're in lockstep on that. Yeah. Our next category, Sean, uh, an album or albums you didn't see coming, you didn't anticipate ranking so highly for you. What do you have? Yeah, I think we kind of touched on some of these while we were going through. Slow
1: Dive was definitely one. Alex G was one. Menzingers was one. Didn't you know? Didn't listen to them at all. I think the big one's Creeper, though. I think yeah. I was shocked
0: at how much I've enjoyed that album. So I think Creeper's the answer there. Creeper was one of the biggest ones on my list, too. I also had Alex G, who I had never even once listened to and is in my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, Menzingers is another another situation. and Then Foxygen is one for yeah. where I, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see liking that that much coming no. at all. No, uh, But
1: here we are. Yeah. Here we sit. So I think we're kind of on the same page after discussing that it's been it's been a solid year. Maybe not as good as we thought or yeah. wanted it to be, but I think we're going to get a lot of good albums in the second half of the year. So some of our most anticipated. We have Fleet Foxes yep. coming out in a couple weeks, even though I have already written that off as yeah. being not as good as C- their
0: past ones. Certified not good <laughs> by Sean. We get the National with the new album yes. in September. The National Sleep Well Beast. Uh, I'm really excited for this new War on Drugs album. If, okay, if we could count Thinking of a Place, the song, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as an album, it might have been my number one. I know. That's, that's our song of the year, right? Yeah, okay. I, I looked at it on last, yeah, it is my song of the year. I looked on Last At FF, least for right now. On Last FF, I don't know what it is for you, but I've listened to that song 27 times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is for me.
1: Uh, I think it's probably like 15, but... I've listened an yeah. insane amount, yeah. and it's
0: an 11-plus-minute song. That's a lot. So that is several hours. I've listened like t- for, to that song for like a day. <laughs> I love it. That's great. I'm constantly in the mood for that song. I love it. I like the new single he came out with, too. I do, too. I, I do say too. he because it seems like... It's basically just him. Yeah. That dude who whose name... Is escaping. ...may as well be preparedness, because <laughs> we don't have it. Um, another big one... I've actually already listened to this twice, but I don't feel like I have a good grasp on it yet... Um, but it's streaming on NPR for any listeners who want to give it a spin. Uh, the new Big Thief album, Capacity. This has been getting a lot of good press.
1: I'm excited to listen. I, I'm out on the NPR early streams. I don't do that anymore. You don't do it? I don't like it. It stresses me out. I, yeah. I'm out. I'm just going to wait until release day. And like you don't the get scrabbles. Plebes. Yeah, and you don't get scrabbles for it either. Although you could do the move where like you just play it like on silent or something when you're off doing something else right. to get them Yeah. if you want to be like super anal about it. Have Um, you done that? Yeah, I've done that. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like, for example, when Brittany and I went to Canada, we had to listen to CDs for a while because Hmm. it was like hours of no service. And I was like, oh, this will be great because I can get a bunch of Scrabbles while we drive on this six-hour car ride. Had to make up for that, so I did that. I did
0: that. How fucked up is that? It's not really fucked up. It is a bit of an obsessive. move. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. I have not done that. I did that. Um, but you know what? I don't blame you because yeah. there's a part of me that always wants to. Like
1: when it's a chunk that big. Like, <laughs> come on. How could you not? How? Yeah. How you know, if you're if like we're over here and you're putting some songs on on your your phone, I'm not gonna do that. Go home but and make it, sure you get them counted. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do. <laughs> but if I'm in the car for like hours and I'm listening to multiple different albums where I'm like, you know what, it'd be cool to get some like Pearl Jam scrabbles on the old stat sheet because yeah. that's like a CD I have in my car. Yeah, I'm gonna Yeah.
0: And so you're going to then go back and and stuff the stat sheet. I I like it. Stuff the ballot box. I I respect it. Another album we're looking forward to is the new Arcade Fire album. Yeah,
1: so this got a title and a release date and a single. They did the whole rigmarole with that. It's called Everything Now. Okay. Um, Have you gotten a chance to listen to the new song?
0: I have listened to it. I've listened to it once. Okay. And I Um, don't really remember it. I remember liking it at least somewhat. i
1: got to be honest here. I'm officially... Scared of this new Arcade Fire album. This is Code Red. I, mm. yeah, I, sound the alarm. This song is fine. Okay, it's not bad. It's just kind of boring, and it's a little too long, and it's, in my opinion, it's not Arcade Fire playing to their strengths. They're doing more of that like cutesy, dancey stuff they were kind of yeah. doing on Reflector. Okay, I need more of like the arena rock. Big epic songs like "The Grand," used side to wait and um, "Suburban War" and, and you know those songs on "Funeral." I need more of that stuff mm-hmm. more than the reflector, glitzy dance tracks. Like I, they're fine, like they're good, but it's just not my favorite version of Arcade Fire. Of course, Pitchfork immediately gave this a best new track, which is weird to me because they've been doing that a lot, where they're giving things best new tracks that I don't think. Are like that great?
0: Was the other example fools' Aaron? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so, okay. I was about to try to manufacture a take about everything. Now, don't I don't really have one. That that's you just you not having one is the perfect take okay. for this
1: song. Yeah, because I listened. So. I
0: listened once and I thought, okay.
1: Yeah, me too. So, we'll we'll see what ends up coming of that. I'm officially nervous. Mm. All right, let's let's wrap this episode up. Uh we're running long, so let's we, maybe we can fly through these is yep. um just a quick 2016 revisited segment. So, we touched yeah. on how we 2016 was a great great year for music, but it's always interesting to go back a little bit later when you're halfway through the next year and say did the albums that I Thought I loved still hold up a little bit further on. What has fallen? What's a little bit higher? What am I still listening to? What am I going back to now? So let's start this off with what are the albums that you're actually still going back to and listening to now?
0: So from 2016, uh, the ones that I've gone back to the most and that I still feel the most connection to are, are Blonde and Endless by Frank Ocean. Mm. I've actually listened to um, especially Blonde a fair amount and mm. Endless a few times, Um That album has continued to be good. And actually, just a thought I had is that I remember distinctly at the end of last year, I had picked Blonde as my... Ooh, little voice crack, Mm. little puberty hitting. (laughs) Um, Not all is lost for me after all. Uh, I picked Blonde as my favorite album of the year over Whitney's uh, first album. And it was a surprise, I think, to you and probably to some of the listeners who knew how high I was on Whitney, the Foxygen of last year. Um, even though I think <laughs> that's a stretch, they're more well loved than Fox. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and I remember distinctly you saying like this feels like it should have been Whitney, and you told me like it felt like it should it, that was Whitney's championship yeah. to be had. Yeah. I gotta say that with time, I, it, it actually has become only more yeah. solid. Than I, I
1: agree. And and for me, like I haven't listened to Whitney much at all. I haven't really wanted to. I, I mean, granted, you were a little higher on it yeah. than me to begin with, but I, I agree. I think that Frank Ocean being at number one. Makes a lot of sense I don't, It feels right Definitely
0: uh, uh, Just a couple quick ones That I've returned to At least once Jank I returned to once recently with the, the Versace Summer EP I have Whitney on here But now that I think of it I don't know how much I actually have listened yeah. to it It felt right But I can't think of a time Where I've listened to it recently Right uh, The Bonnie Vera album I revisited recently Really loved it Especially after seeing him At Boston Calling yeah. Big Thief I had a great listen Of Masterpiece mm. the other day um, And that Weezer album There's still some songs I'll go back to <laughs> here and there so. Nice yeah, for
1: me, uh, uh, um, the ones that I still go back to, Julianne Barwick, that's a great work album. Listen to that mm-hmm. a little bit. Jeff Rosenstock was huge going into January and yeah. in, in, during the winter. Um, Bonnie Iver has maintained just kind of constant plays for me. Uh, Pine Grove I'll still return to as well. And Frightened Rabbit, surprisingly, mostly because I just find myself listening to the Frightened Rabbit discography a lot and I'm like oh yeah gotta listen to Painting of a Panic Attack there you go even though I think it's probably their weakest album since their true debut which is Sing the Grays um but I still really enjoy it and I will still give it a lot of listens.
0: I wanna do an addendum to my list and add Jeff Rosenstock because I kind of forgot that January counts as this year. Yeah. Um even yeah. though that's a ridiculous statement. But I It almost doesn't because it feels like still, it doesn't. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't feel like this year. No, it doesn't. But it is nonetheless. Yeah. And I listen to Jeff Rosenstock a lot in January. The next category, Sean. Which albums have fallen off the most for you, or have you not listened too much, or or you have sort of lost yeah. some some love for?
1: So I think Whitney is sort of one. I didn't necessarily have it, but you saying that kind of reminded me that I haven't really listened to that. Symbols Eat Guitars is one that was even just happening towards the end of last year that I think was accounted for in both of our lists. That has continued. I have not wanted to listen to that. Yeah. Um Radiohead Moon Shaped yeah. Pool is another one I was already kind of low on that I've only gone lower I haven't mm-hmm. wanted to even touch that album I was actually on a little bit of a Radiohead kick um, I think it was around the time I was listening it was around like all the OK Computer think pieces were coming out for the 20th oh, right. anniversary I was like I'm going to go back and listen to these albums and I listened to basically everything by them except for Moon Shaped Pool I was like I don't want to listen to this is it that you just sort of don't like it at all I, it's fine. It's just, it's kind of boring to me. There's If I want to listen to Radiohead, it's never going to be that album. If I want that vibe, that feel, I'll listen to anything else.
0: Interesting. Almost.
1: Okay. Um, like, I think it's better than like Pablo Honey, but right. still, you right. know. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, Black Star is another one that I haven't been able to return to. Not to say that I like it any less. It's just, I think that's a hard one to mix back into the into the fold. Yeah, a lot, a it's lot. kind
0: of a time and place thing. Yeah, a little yeah,
1: bit. yeah. And then uh, this is kind of a shock. If you had told me a year ago that this would be the case, I wouldn't have believed you. Modern baseball, holy ghost. That one would probably rank a little bit lower for me now. I haven't really wanted to listen that much. I hate to say it. I think I I maybe just a little bit lower on them in general now.
0: Um, yeah, in in running with that theme, um, that's one of the albums that is on my list here too that I, I hate to admit has fallen off. The but the one on my list that I hate to admit more than anything because it, it it feels wrong is it's honestly Pine Grove. Mm. That Pine Grove album and it feels sick to say it, but I just haven't really felt like listening to Pine Grove in do a you, long time.
1: Do you think that's because we listened to it so much and it became such a constant everywhere that it's like, all right, I, I'm kind of sick of it. I don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah,
0: and it's like, it's it, there's what? There's eight songs or something. Yeah, it's I've heard all of them a lot. I've yeah. heard, I, I don't know. Something about like I had a really hot initial period with Pine Grove and I just I sort of am not there or I'm not as, I guess taken by them as I once was, you know how when you first get into a band um, whose sound is a little different, Mm -hmm. the things that are different are amplified to you. And in my mind at the time, I was like, Pine Grove is changing the game, man. Like, they're really different. They're doing really cool stuff. I've come to realize that while they're doing great stuff, it's not as revolutionary or as sort of game-changing as I once thought. Do you think that's because we saw them live a couple times? Maybe. Yeah, and that might be like, we've talked several times probably on the podcast about seeing Fleet Foxes live taking the Mystique out of the band, which I actually regret. Yeah. Um, Maybe some of that with Pine Grove, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, but it's still a fine record, still one of my favorites of last year. I just really don't ever feel like listening to yeah, it, and maybe fair. I'm just tired of it. That's Another fair. one that has dropped significantly for me is Goodness by the Hotel Year, if I'm honest with myself. Mm. I still know it's great. I still know there's a lot of good stuff on it. I never, ever feel like listening to it, and I've tired on some of the pretense of that album. Mm. Some of the more pretentious creative decisions that Christian Holden made, the spoken word stuff... I don't know just some of the lyrical themes feel a little bit lofty. It just has not totally stayed in the in the It's rotation. interesting.
1: I I had a day, I think it was when I was moving in um and I was unpacking stuff and I did kind of a 2015 revisited. I listened to like Car Seat Headrest and, and I actually 2016? 2016 revisited. I listened to Car Seat Headrest, listened to Goodness. Goodness held up for me. I was like, "Oh, wait, this is really good." Interesting. Um, I understand that sentiment from you. I really do. Um it still holds up for me, I
0: think. It might just be a situation of um, just sort of maybe tired of it or whatever, yeah. or, or just need to relisten to have that spark again. Yeah. Another one for me is Symbol Z Guitars, mm-hmm. although I made a note that it had already dropped by December. Yeah. Last oh, it was six, year same. Yeah. And in yeah. my rankings last year, yeah. it wouldn't really drop any further, but it went it did a, a sort of a nosedive yeah. from when it came out to when the year ended and yeah. we made our list. So yeah. those are mine. Uh, so what do you, we'll do the opposite of that now
1: sort of what album do you think is still underrated from 2016?
0: Okay, so I have a few um, I have Endless by Frank Ocean. Yeah, that's which,
1: a big one. No one I have that on mine too yeah. I, No one talks about that. People pretend like that doesn't exist
0: and it really frustrates me because that's really good. And if you look back at the reviews they're they're middling. I don't get it' they're, because I think it's actually a really really good album for atmosphere yeah. and for just overall vibe and for Frank doing his just sort of little his voice comes in and out yeah. and he's saying lyrics that you have no idea what they mean. Calm day, song Calm day, Garrison. Yeah.
1: Do you think it has something to do with the fact that it was like kind of hard to access yes. and listen to? It was the visual album. We have a, a bootleg mp3 of it. We just listen to it as a normal album. but right.
0: Yeah, I think that has something to do with yeah. it. I think some people don't count it as an album, yeah. I definitely do. I yeah. think it's really, really good, and I definitely think it's underrated. Um, I'll skip this next one. I'll let you say it so I don't take two of yours. Sure. Um, that No Name album that came out last year, um, No Name is like a rapper who veers towards like spoken word. I really loved this last year. I'm not going to say I've listened to it a ton since, or even at all this year, but I, I still think that that was one of the more underrated albums of last year, and I actually seeing it on my list made me want to re-listen to it. Mm. Um I have Joyce Manor with Cody, not because I think it's egregiously underrated, but because I've seen it get some shit. I have two. On that Pitchfork like year-end roundup last year, so they
1: sounded like Everclear.
0: Yeah, fuck you guys. That was like a shitty article to begin with. Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was not very well thought through. It was just like sort of stray quotes. Yeah, um, that they thought were really funny. It was just a jerk off fest for Pitchfork. Big circle jerk Um, off. And they were making fun of Joyce Manor. That album goes, dude. It's good. Great song. No
1: one really talked about it that much either because it had come out basically by the time end of the year lists were already starting to come out. Yeah. so, and that always happens. Same with that next one you have on there, too.
0: Yeah, so this one happened with Big Time because it came out in December. But I think that old Grey album from last year is... is I don't know if underrated might be the wrong word. I think it maybe is just underappreciated or not that many people have heard it. No one it. really talked about it. I don't think much. there's that many people who have even heard it. Because no. even if you like sorority noise a lot, old Grey obviously came before sorority noise, but not as many people know. And it's more of an intense sound. Yeah. Um, they... Crushed it with this album last year. Yeah. There, it are so many good songs on it, and it, it's almost like a concept record because mm-hmm. there's so many songs that are like a minute long, and it's like mostly screaming. It's all intensity. There's that mm-hmm. awesome uh, spoken word mm-hmm. piece from the poet. I think William James is his name. Um, yeah, underrated in my opinion. For context, if that had come out the first half of this year, it'd be in my top 10
1: okay. list that we just did. Yeah, so so like, yeah, it's it's really, really good.
0: A lot of good output from Cam. Yeah, Again, seriously. big friend of the pod. Big friend
1: of the pod. Um, so my underrated ones, I also had Endless on there. Lucy Dacus is another one mm-hmm. um, that took me... I had a nice journey with that throughout the year of kind of figuring out that I love that album. And not a ton... Of, it was an early year album and I think it suffered from yeah. being early not a ton of people were talking about it. The other one I have we we mentioned it earlier in the show is Dive. Yeah. It came out last February um Again, no one really talked about it that much. I don't think it got the credit it deserves. It's probably a little too long. You take out a couple tracks, and I think it's right up there with Ocean, quality-wise. So. Yeah,
0: this this is the one I had on my list as well. And yeah, I agree. I think um, there are some great, great songs on here. And yeah, it's overlong, but it's still great. And yeah. it, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't get quite the shine I think it deserves. No,
1: no. Uh, last last section here, uh, would any of your 2016 rankings significantly change? So for me, this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with my overrated, underrated list. Radiohead would be a little bit lower. I'd have Frank Ocean's Endless higher. Big Thief would end up being higher. I, I don't think we had fully gotten in on Big Thief, really. We didn't fully realize how much we like them. That would end up being higher for me. Yeah. Dive would be higher. Juliana Barwick would be higher. Kevin Morby would be higher. I, I've gone back and listened to that a few times. I really like that album. Uh, unfortunately, I think Jenny Aval and Nick Cave would end up being lower for me. I had Nick Cave at number seven on uh, my list. I that was, wouldn't be the case anymore.
0: I was interested to see this on your list because I remember you had an, a a huge rise with yeah. this Nick Cave album near the end of the year that brought it there.
1: Yeah. Um, that was definitely... That's a perfect example of time and place yeah. and... and this album got hot at the right time and it had a deep playoff run. Not to say that I like it less now, it's just I haven't listened. Yeah. So I kind of have to rank it lower. Maybe if I go back, and this is tied, this is such a time and place thing for me. If I go back to like November and listen to this this year, I'm probably still going to love it again. This is going to be like. Benji by Sun Kill Moon, yeah. where I always associate it with a time of the year, yep. and maybe just try and listen to it only at that time of the year. Well,
0: and even when we first started talking about the Nick Cave album, uh, we were drawing comparisons to Benji yeah. again, yes. because it's one yeah. of these albums that it does feel very much like a fall, early winter record, yeah. and the mood of it perfectly fits that. Yeah. Um, so the ones I had, I think uh, Modern Baseball Holy Ghost would be a little lower than I had it last year. The old Grey album, I think, would end up being higher. Endless, I would have higher. Big Thief, I would have higher. Jeff Rosenstock, I would have higher. That would be one for me, actually, too. I think Jeff I, Rosenstock. I think I had Jeff Rosenstock in, like, the 40s. Yeah. It would go it'd up. Be,
1: it'd be way higher for that me. That album That'd is, be a top 20, easily. Maybe even 15.
0: It's it's an incredible album. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's really solid all the way through. There's not a song I... Actually... I'm,
1: that would replace Nick Cave in the top ten. I'm just I'm realizing that now. There That'd be a top ten.
0: So that's a, a big rise yeah. right here on the podcast yeah. for Jeff Rosenstock. in real time. Um, and I'm just gonna be honest. Lemonade would be lower for that, me. You
1: know, thank you for being honest about that because I feel like people don't want to be honest about Lemonade. No one has the balls to be like, you know what? That's not as good as everyone says it is. Well, I'm
0: just looking at it now and I put it at 21.
1: What? That's that's high.
0: Where was it? For Where did the, I have it? I don't uh let me see. You had lemonade. Um let's see. 30.
1: Okay. T- still too high, I think.
0: I had it at 21, which is ahead of Endless. It's ahead of the no name album I mentioned. It's ahead of Untitled Unmastered. It's ahead of Slow Burn. It's ahead of the Touche Amore album. Mm. It's ahead of Chance the Rapper Coloring Book, which wow. I think I might like better. It's ahead of Life yeah. of Pablo. Um ahead of big thief by nine slots wow. ahead of half which I liked a lot so yeah um, I think that album took some sort of weird bump near the end of the year. I had like one good listen to it got caught up in the hype and I figured yeah. you know what this has to be higher for my list to be respectable yes that's yeah it, that's what it is It yeah. might have been subconscious. Um, but it definitely was ranked too highly for me. Mm-hmm. In terms of my enjoyment, not saying it, I mean, for some people, it was the best album of the year. Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't. And if I'm being honest, I ranked it too high. So that's why okay. I, I say Fair that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my, my last
1: takeaway here is I think 2016 at this time last year was much stronger really? than this year. Yeah, I really do. We'll see if that continues. I mean, it's going to be tough though, because I already think halfway through the year, 2016 was stronger. And then it had a very strong second half. You could argue the second half was stronger than the first. Yeah, had a really good back half. Had a good fall. So I don't know that 2017
0: can make up enough ground. We'll have to see. We'll see. We'll see. We're we'll see. We're, we're, we're wrapping up Q2, right? Yes. Or when is Q2 officially over? End of June. End of June. So yep. we're we're coming up on. So this is actually almost like a little bit early for a halfway a little, yeah. through the year. Yeah, it's a little early. episode. Yeah. Um But uh, but yeah, I I think I agree overall. I. I don't know, I, I have a good feeling about 2017 so far, um, and it always feels so weird and kind of amorphous and, and like a false equivalency to put a year on music, you know yeah, what I mean? And it's, no, I it, agree. It, it's something that we do, and it's superficial, because like, what if you were to say the year in music from last July to right now? Right. Like, w- right. what's better? Is that better or worse <laughs> than... Last June to the July uh, of twenty fifteen. Yeah, like what yeah. then what's the better year? Yeah, that's
1: that's true. So it, yeah, it's gonna it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just like what we've discovered that
0: nothing matters. Nothing matters. And, and and listeners tweet at us about your favorite reason why nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks everyone. On.
1: You've been watching The Americans, right? From the beginning? Uh,
0: yeah, but we haven't gotten okay. any further. Okay. We, we started, and then it was one of those things where we like had all the best intentions, yeah. watched three episodes in one night, and then just haven't gone back okay. yet.
1: Continue watching, because it's really, really good. Okay. They do an awesome job of integrating music with the show, mm-hmm. as you'll come to see.
0: Hip-hop, probably.
1: Um, uh, It's mostly like... I mean, I was joking. Well, well... You'd be surprised. Really? Um, Gangsters parents. Not that I can think of any example off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but uh, they do a really good job integrating music. In the finale that I just watched of season five, they did basically all of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road oh, dude, I by love Elton that song. John. I love that song. And whenever they do that shit in a finale, I'm like, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. what what big thing are they leading up to with this? That's a big and they song kinda, to pick, too. Yeah, it is. It's huge, yeah, most of the time... I wouldn't say they're the most popular. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to go and look, look them up after and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like I didn't know they sounded like that. Like there was this um, it, oh there's actually a Peter Gabriel song. I think it's in the season one finale. Or season two. Season one or two. Yeah. That's awesome. And I didn't know it was Peter Gabriel because I 'cause I y didn't I've never heard a Peter Peter Gabriel song that I knew was him. Yeah. Really? Even though I probably what had heard... it What song was it, the one in the show was "Games Without Frontiers." I know that song, that
0: dude. Awesome, that song is fucking sick. Yeah, I love that song, and it's what's made me look on Spotify before to find yes. him, and he's not he's there. He's not there,
1: not there. So Bastard. I, I just had to buy "So" and Peter Gabriel three. Have three. you listened to them? I haven't listened to them yet, but "Games Without Frontiers" is on three. Okay, dude, go, go and buy great. a
0: CD. Dude, yeah, what a move. I kind of miss it. To be I honest, I bought
1: two CDs and a DVD at Bull Moose last week while I was on vacation. It was, yeah, awesome. it was really interesting.
0: I actually did some reading this past weekend. Believe it that's or not, good. finished that of nice. book. Read 50 pages of a new book. Ooh, this is like damn. I just like <sniffs> caught a mood and that's I was like, I gotta, gotta I gotta ride, ride this. this while it's I'm like on when it. you're like when you want to do chores, yeah, you gotta ride that. It's bad. I thought you were gonna say drugs. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's like when you want to do drugs, <laughs> you gotta cash in on that feeling. going to like, ah. <laughs> I think that's debatable.
1: Um, no, but it's such a pain in the ass to actually get a CD onto your laptop one and then I don't have a disc drive two, exactly yeah almost <laughs> no one has a disc drive and I made sure I bought a laptop that had one Yeah, that's a good call and then um, to get that synced to your phone's Spotify because like I'm not gonna go and Listen to it through like just the Apple Music app. I was like, I, I need that in all my other playlists on yeah. Spotify. And you gotta
0: cl- collect Scrobbles.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, gotta. you gotta get that tracked on Last mm-hmm. FM. So that was like a whole process. I had like put that on my to do list, and like it took like an hour to to rip these CDs onto my laptop, get them into Google Drive so they like, they just live there, and then sync it with my uh, my Spotify.
0: Fucking Painting crazy. Ass. Yeah, dude, getting on Spotify. Yeah, it's a whole fucking... And
1: I never know if I'm doing it right. It's like, do I do I download it on the desktop playlist first and then my phone? Or or what do you do? Then you have to be on the same Wi-Fi? It's
0: it's not very clear. It, it really is quite a process. Yeah. Um, and it's one I haven't done in quite a while. So here's the thing. Actually, we haven't decided. Are we doing 15 or 10? Uh, what, do you, what do you want to do? What do you think? Um... I...
1: I'm. Let, let's do fifteen, and we'll just like go through the first five quick.
0: Okay, let's do that. All right. Do you have any ties? I do not. No. Currently Te- have ties. Technically no. No. Okay. No. I gotta be honest. Like of all of the times we've ranked shit, this is my least scientific. Oh my, uh, mine too. I I looked at my list, copied all of the potentials, had like a list of like twenty five, and then yeah. just dragged them up. And yeah. I have like a loose. I, I mean, it's like a solid ranking, but I mean, I'm sure I feel like there's going to be wiggle room later on down the line. For sure. Yeah, this is a very snapshot in time one. Okay, so we'll start at 15. Yeah. Each go. Let's do that. Okay. Cool. All um, right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna take a fucking Advil. I feel a headache. Got a, a headache. Yeah. Okay. For me.
1: Um. Okay. NBA Finals. Game two happened. Warriors are blowing out the Cavs. Game three is slated for tomorrow. I honestly think the Warriors are the best team in NBA history. I think they would beat Jordan's Bulls. I think they'd beat the 86 Celtics. Don't even get me started about Bill Russell's Celtics. They would laugh them out of the gym. Um,
0: oh, dude, Bill Russell, <laughs> eleven rings. He was a winner. He was a winner. Dude, there's no way you can convince me <laughs> that the NBA isn't rigged. <laughs> I actually think I agree with you though. I, Based on they beat anybody, they beat six. the. You know,
1: it's just the way the NBA is played now. Because I was like, oh, you know who maybe could have competed with them was the early 2000s Lakers. Because like, yeah. what, what would they do about Shaq? Yeah, it's like they would let Shaq get his yeah. and then they'd go bomb threes in their face like they Ball. already do yeah. and they they just
0: beat them. They'd trade twos for threes the whole game and they just win. Some of these Durant highlights that cuz I haven't seen all of both games but the highlights of what he's doing on both ends of the floor are fucking crazy. Unbelievable. He's it, like he's the best player in the series right now. Oh yeah. He's going to win MVP. Game. Yeah. If and when do the Do they are going to sweep?
1: Win. I have I'm starting to get a feeling the Cavs are going to eek one out tomorrow take one I think
0: they're gonna take one <laughs> yeah I don't it. know I I mean now that they're up 2-0 well, I just wanna see them sweep and get the 16-0 and, uh, and what's making me nervous
1: is this is exactly what happened last year though everyone's like series is over yeah well 3-1 y- yeah so
0: they didn't have Kevin Durant and they had an injured <laughs> Steph Curry and a suspended Draymond Green so it's a different situation yeah. entirely this yeah. is a team at full strength. dude they look like they're like, <laughs> fucking unstoppable <laughs> yeah me too it's crazy <laughs> yeah it is. I right, pop those Advil. That should take effect once the we finish recording. So it'll be good. <laughs> Just suffer through. <laughs> it's not really that bad. Uh, all right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one.